Hi, this is Sylvia Weinstock, and you're listening to the Wedding Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Meet the Masters, only available on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm your host, Robert Allen. You're going to love today's show because we've got a really great master joining us. Uh, Susan Sutherland is an event planner in the Southeast. Uh, she has done uh, work all over the world uh, in South Florida, in uh, in Atlanta, in, in Savannah, Georgia. I would like to welcome our master today on Meet the Masters, Susan Sutherland. Susan, thank you so much for being a part of this. Well, thank you. I'm very excited to finally get to do this with you. Yeah, and you know, and I'm glad because they say timing is everything, and you've got so many exciting things happening now, and, and we've got so much to talk about. You've got a new wedding planning DVD out that uh, I had a pleasure of of uh, getting a chance to see, and, and we'll talk about that and and have you share your your expertise. And, and I have to tell you, our listeners love when we have wedding consultants on the show. So take us back a little bit to the beginning of, of how you got started in the wedding business. How did it begin for you? Wow. Um, I was actually working for the Convention and Visitors Bureau here in Orlando, and I was planning events for their membership department, and people kept asking me, you know, where should I get married? What should I do? Do you know any place wonderful? And so finally I decided, you know, I think I would like to be an entrepreneur and strike out on my own. And so with the contacts and the friends that I made through working at the Bureau, I just kind of jumped off and started my business. And when you think about it, if you had to count, how many weddings have you actually uh, planned? Oh, my goodness. You know, someone actually asked me that recently. And um, my company, we do, you know, these days roughly about 300 a year. Of course, it's not just me. It's my whole staff. So. I'm climbing, you know, in the thousands, probably between four and 5,000 weddings since my career started. Now, would you say if you had to think about it, you know, either you personally or your company, do you have a, a philosophy of, of wedding planning, of what you do? How do you think about it? What is, what's... Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because over the last few years um, with me doing higher profile weddings and more expensive weddings, I found that a lot of clients will actually apologize to me for not having these outrageous budgets to be able to do these major over-the-top weddings. And I think that's a shame. And I mean, our philosophy really is that a wedding is about the people who are there to celebrate with you. It's about the warmth in the room. And so we at Just Mary really feel like regardless of your budget or your income, you can have a beautiful, memorable wedding, you know, just without breaking the bank. So how do you... You know, how do you break that down when you when you meet a couple that might come in with certain expectations based on what what they see out there? It may may not be realistic for a number of reasons, either for budgetary reasons or space constraints or, or a number of things. How do you redirect a bride and a groom when they come in with unrealistic expectations? And I think that's an interesting question as well because it truly comes down to an education. First of all, sometimes they have to realize that the photographs that they see, um, the items in there have been specifically staged for that particular photograph. So while it looks amazing and incredible at that moment in time, it's just not practical to do it. So whether it be because, well, the wind could kick up blowing and there'd be flower petals everywhere or 
if they're in a location where the temperature just isn't good for a particular type of flour or a particular type of cake. Um, it's really educating them on what works well in their area. And then, of course, I try to encourage them that, um, you know, when it comes to spending money, that we can take certain aspects that they find to be over the top and gorgeous, but they have to pick priorities. They can't, you know, not everybody can have an over the top gown, an over the top food, over the top cake, over the top flowers, but maybe there's something that we can do that'll put that sort of edge on it that makes it just spectacular. Do you have any special moments that stand out in your mind over the years of weddings that you've planned? Any, you have like those top five memorable weddings. What was special about what sticks out in your mind? There have been a few, and I'm trying to think. It's usually an emotion that comes out. I did a wedding actually not too long ago that um, just the feeling in the room was sensational. The The wedding had to be delayed uh, a few months because of some family issues that had gone on, some tragedies. And so making it to the wedding day was really quite a milestone and just Everybody in that room, you could feel it at the church, you could feel it at the reception. Everyone was so invested in this couple, and you could just feel it everywhere. And so that was very tremendous to me to be part of that. That was just huge. And I, I still hear from the bride and groom to this day about you know that feeling and how wonderful it was. And it was just one of those evenings where everything was in sync. So that was lovely. I've also done weddings that are just, you know, one I can keep in mind where the decor was so phenomenal that I remember standing at the back of the room. And, you know, it's funny when you go from sketches and fabric samples and just ideas spinning around in a room, and then you actually get to walk in the room and see that entire vision brought to life. That's also remarkable. So just looking at what, what all the craftsmen, the florist, the linen companies, the lighting companies, what they're able to pull together and do, um, that is just awesome to me to be able to see what what can be done and of course watching the bride and groom's reaction when they see you know this vision again that's been on paper and they walk in the door and there it is i I think that point you just made is so important because i think when you you know when you ask a couple i think before the wedding like what do you think will be some of the highlights that'll stand out in your mind you know they'll say Things like, you know, coming down the aisle or exchanging vows or a first dance. And it's really funny because you won't hear from them, oh, the moment I saw the room all together finished. But when you talk to a couple after the wedding about what their great moments were, they always mention that moment of seeing it real in front of them for the very first time you know this this room however they've planned it out with flowers and linens and is finally there in front of them becomes after the fact such a huge moment oh yeah what are some of the things that you're doing that you might be able to share with our listeners that might be able to help them squeeze a little bit more out of out of their wedding budget well the very first thing is uh, to make that guest list and check it twice, check it three times. Make sure you're really inviting those who you want to celebrate with. I've seen, you know, for some of my really large extravagant weddings, it tends to feel a little bit more like a business function, like a networking function than a wedding. So particularly if, if money is a concern, 
You need to make sure that your guest list is as tight as possible because, of course, the single biggest expense is going to be feeding and giving beverages to your guest list. So certainly the smaller the guest list, the more you're able to stretch that dollar. And I'm very much of the opinion that it's better to throw a really fabulous party for a smaller group of people than a mediocre party for a huge group of people. Do you find that there's a lot of resistance to that? I don't often find that resistance from the bride and groom. I often find it from their parents. Parents, right. Um, because, you know, you invite so-and-so, then you feel like you have to invite so-and-so and so-and-so. Right. And, you know, the list can just keep going on and on and on. So it's, it's hard to manage, and it should be done immediately before doing anything else because it just it's too easy for it to change. I see all the time people adding on and adding on. I often will tell my clients, no more making friends from now until the wedding. There can be no more friends. And from a practical standpoint, there are some venues that just can't take 400 people. So if there's some place that you're absolutely in love with and you can only fit in 150, you better know that up front and you can deal with that guest list, you know, right from the start. Right. And, and I think, but, you know, obviously the smaller the wedding, the more choices you'll have in terms of where to have it. Absolutely. That is for sure. Um, there are some beautiful venues that I work with, you know, here in Central Florida in particular that just they're small. And they can only do 120. Um, and if you want that look, you know, you have to make sure your guest list follows that. You can't add on to the ballroom. Now, what are your thoughts on using unusual locations for a wedding? You know, like there's a couple of places in New York that you actually get married in the lobby of an office building. I think it's a wonderful idea. If, and particularly if it's meaningful to the couple, you want to be careful about how offbeat it gets. You know, you don't want to have to be bringing in generators for power and doing all sorts of, you know, building a road in order to get the location. Right. But definitely offbeat places, if, if they're appropriate to the couple, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I think people need to think more in terms of, you know, restaurants, their favorite restaurant hosting uh, a wedding, I think is always, you know, a great or, you know, at least for rehearsal dinner, um, making that personal tie. Uh, meaningful to, uh, you know, to, to the couple, uh, I think okay. is always a good choice. I did that for a couple, a couple of years ago that, uh, just their favorite restaurant where they lived and it meant keeping the guest list rather small because even taking up the entire restaurant, I don't think we could go more than 70 people if we wanted any dancing. So it was definitely a smaller guest list, but you know, the food was so wonderful. It was something that everyone walked in the door and said, well, of course, where else would we, they have their wedding? And again, it was one of those personal touches that was very, very much about the bride and groom. Uh, what are some other things that you can help clients with that might be looking to, to trim their budget a little bit? I think that choosing an off time to do the wedding, whether it be, you know, midweek, if you want to fly a few of your closest friends off to a destination and, um, you know, have a wedding for 10 people Monday through Friday, that's a great way to save some money. I think also choosing to do a breakfast or a brunch or even a dessert wedding would certainly be less expensive than doing it on a Saturday night for dinner and open bar. So thinking about um, some alternative times can work out very nicely to save some money. The Internet is an incredible resource for finding things. Um, if you're very brave and very computer savvy, you can find some great deals online for your wedding gown, you know, whether it be resales or even new. That's a great way to save some money. There are also some fantastic online um, floral companies that if you're very comfortable in getting, you know, a preset package for your flowers that do just an incredible job. I did a wedding like that a couple of years ago, and I've got to tell you, I was so skeptical. 
I was so nervous. I could not imagine that we were ordering bouquets and centerpieces, you know, via the internet, but they came, the flowers came and they were gorgeous, just dynamite. So that was an exciting find. Yeah. And maybe if you, um, you know, test it out first, even and order and have some send regular ahead. arrangements. Yeah. yeah. To see how it, how it does it. But you're not sure, you know, why not? I mean, the, the world has gotten a lot smaller via the internet. And, uh, I think if you, if you do your homework and you, you find some trusted resources, you can, uh, you can certainly do that. Now, you know, a, a lot of our listeners, I'm sure, would love to, you know, to have you as part of their wedding planning experience. But, you know, whether it be for logistics or, or budgetary constraints, they might not be able to have you or your team. But you've kind of taken that step to try and help couples by producing um, this fabulous new DVD, Susan Sutherland's Just Married Wedding Planning Secrets. What was, uh, was that part of your motivation of, you know, just helping couples that might not have access to you? in, in doing Oh, this? absolutely. And I think it was just, I, I wanted to sort of spread the philosophy a little bit about, you know, the careful planning of a wedding and not having um, to go over the top and, and to be able to give advice on the little tricks and tips that I use with my own clients. I mean, obviously, I can't be all over the place at all times. Um, and so this was one way to be able to get that advice out there to, to everybody. You know, you break down everything into a very user-friendly format where you can just, you know, if you're just taking care of uh, the cake or the, or the floral design, you can just go and rewatch certain segments uh, on the DVD to, uh, you know, to get kind of a refresher, which is, is kind of nice. And certainly having DVD technology allows you to, to do that, um, which I found very cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, we thought that was good, too. Just I can't think of anyone who plans a wedding from beginning to end in one seating, in one sitting, excuse me. Yeah. But, no. uh, so that's why we wanted to set up the chapters so people could go back and, you know, reflect on some of the things that we discussed. Right. And, and also, which was was really neat the the bonus stuff um the music that was in the uh the dvd you've got there and you which i found really helpful was the ability to download all of the forms that you were using in 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 the planning process can be downloaded for couples to to use in their in their planning which is which is really great yeah that was something that was very important to me as well the forms that we put up on the website, which you can access once you purchase the DVD, are all forms that we use with our clients. And again, it helps kind of put the whole planning process in perspective and, and build somewhat of a roadmap for you to be able to move forward and, and continue the planning process. Something else that, that you've got, which is really cool that we were talking about before we went on, is your, your wedding planning color wheel that you have, which is a really neat device. Why don't you tell our listeners about that? Yeah, that was another um, little uh, invention of mine that came upon necessity because my local hardware store was getting tired of me swiping their little paint chips that they had on display. Um, so rather than be banned, uh, I decided to come up with a color wheel. And um, we use that to help our clients figure out you know, the look they want for their wedding because I think more and more design is becoming an important part of weddings. And so you don't want to just go to the florist and say, hey, I like red or I like purple. You can actually, you know, use the wheel to come up with a whole palette, whether you like a monochromatic look, 
or if you like putting things together with complementary colors, this color wheel helps you, you know, choose the wide spectrum of the colors that you can use. Yeah, it's a really uh, useful uh, tool to have, and we'll have a link to that as well in the show notes. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Now, it, we, you know, we were just talking a little bit about you know, saving money and that, that being an important thing. I think another thing that's come up quite a bit over the last year or so is weddings that are a bit more friendly to the environment. Uh, how has that impacted how you're helping couples plan their weddings? Well, it's interesting because, you know, weddings are so much a creature of excess. I mean, everything we do for a wedding from the enormous amounts of food to the, to the enormous amounts of flowers, um, even guests traveling from all over the place to attend a wedding, it all ha- leaves, you know, a big environmental footprint on things. And I think that more and more people are begin- becoming conscious of what we're doing. And so a lot of my clients are choosing to bring more eco-friendly items into their weddings, whether it be to use organic products, you know, food and wine, organic flowers, or locally grown things. Some of my clients are choosing to do electronic save the dates letter, save the date letters rather than, you know, using more ink and mailing more paper. Mm. So there are all sorts of little touches that I'm finding people are wanting to bring into their weddings to make it more environmentally friendly. Yeah. And, you know, so much of that makes a whole lot of sense. And I think, you know, what had to happen was that, you know, permission, like couples getting permission you know, in a general sense that this is okay, that it's, it's okay to, to not have a printed save the date, but send it electronically. And there are other, other ways as well, like you mentioned about, uh, you, you know, using companies, I think, that are, you know, to service your wedding that are more eco-friendly as well, I think becomes part of that, that research, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Anywhere from... Um having electronic contracts to not needing to print every single communication that goes uh, back and forth. Also, um, I work with companies who will give uh, back to the environment by purchasing carbon credit. There are different resources on the internet where you can actually calculate the environmental impact of your wedding based on the number of guests, how many people are traveling by plane, by cars, uh, where, where your items are coming from. And you can actually, they will calculate it into a dollar figure and you can then make a donation to an environmentally friendly organization that will help offset some of the um, pollution that you're sending into the environment. So I think that's pretty neat, too. And there are a lot of companies that will plant trees and give to, um, you know, reuse things. And what's the word I'm looking for? Like florists who will compost the flowers once they're done using them rather than just throwing them away. So different little touches that actually the wedding industry is working on doing so that they become more environmentally friendly. Yeah, and I think that's just, it, it's such a, a good and positive thing. And I think that it not only helps the environment, but it, it makes people feel better about you know, what they're doing. I think it's, it's a good way to start off a relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, weddings also, by virtue of the fact that you have friends and family and so many people there, it's a way to be an example of, of someone who wants to take care of the earth and take care of the environment. And I really don't think it's just a fad. I think it's going to become interwoven into business practices 
and into the wedding industry. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think that it's, it's important that this has been so embraced by not only the, uh, the brides and the grooms, but the, the wedding industry itself. Because once we as an industry embrace this, this will continue on uh, over time because you know, we'll make sure that it does and, and it needs to happen and it does set the right example and, and hopefully we'll be finding more and more ways in which to have uh, less of an impact on the environment and you know, what we're doing with weddings. But it's definitely a good thing. That I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it just takes a few simple changes to habits we currently have. And uh, it can really make a huge impact. Oh, yeah. And, 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 I, and, and you know, I wholeheartedly, um, you know, endorse that. And uh, we do, uh, you know, everything we can, like having experts like you share this information to to make sure that it does it does take hold now if you had to um give your best advice to a couple who's just starting the the wedding planning process what would it be um i'd say first of all make sure you have a fantastic sense of humor and and a good outlook on on the wedding plan it's not something that you should be getting stressed out or over anxious about um and Something that will help you do that is very first thing before you shop for a single item is to sit down and do that guest list like we discussed earlier and also plan a good budget that you are going to stick to. I think that if you're armed with those two things when you start shopping, you'll find that wedding vendors are really there to help you. Um, a florist doesn't want to give you a $10,000 proposal on your flowers if you can only do $2,000. It's much better to be armed and able to go to the florist and say, hey, listen, I'm having 75 guests and I can really only spend $2,500 on my flowers. How can you help me? What can we do to make this work? And I think all, you know, that can be said universally that there are fantastic, talented service providers in every price range in the wedding industry. And so if you're armed with knowing how much you can spend, you'll have a much more pleasant experience. That's such great advice. It, it really is, uh, is is fabulous and and i i hope that brides and grooms really uh listen to that and, and take that to heart i, I want to let everyone know how you can get your hands on this dvd you can send us an email that's how you'll do it our email address is feedback at the wpn.com that's feedback at t-h-e-w-p-n.com and in the subject line I want you to put Susan's DVD, and we have three copies that we will pick a winner at random, and you'll be notified, and we'll get you that DVD. So that's how you do it. And if you have any questions or comments, you can certainly forward those along, or you can call our listener hotline, which is 800-882-1259. Susan, thank you so much for being a part of this. I really do appreciate it, and thank you for sharing all of your expertise with our listeners. Oh, it was my pleasure. You have been listening to this Meet the Masters with Susan Sutherland from Just Marry. We are glad you could tune in and enjoy this. Meet the Masters is only available on WeddingPodcastNetwork.com. I'm Robert Allen, and we'll see you next time.